Uh, oh, wait. I I can't hear you. Um, oh. Can you say aye-aye, Kev? Oh, wait. I already... I already... <laughs> did we start the episode? Is we did. I was now? trying to. I was oh, trying you, to. You, I was trying to ambush you with you nonsense. Am, you am, well. <laughs> I do appreciate being ambushed with nonsense. That is uh, probably my favorite thing to be ambushed by. That's okay. Um, aye, aye, Captain. Oh, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? We you podcast. Yeah, that's that's us. Are We're, we absorbent and yellow and porous? Uh, I am at the moment. That's I'm, just because I just got my second shot, and uh, they missed a few times, so they just kept jabbing me oh, until yeah. they found it. That, is hap- um, that has actually happened to me a couple times. Really? Where they're like, we can't find a vein. Ooh, and so oh, they're just oh, like, that all makes right, we're going to look here, we're going to look here, and they're like, great, you hit it. I, I was never bothered by getting blood taken until somebody said, like, ooh, he's a wiggly little guy, like, <laughs> talking about my vein, and that ooh, somehow really yeah, squicked me out. Sure. Uh, I've, I've always been at the, the like, the weight right between... I, I guess this is more for, like, donating, but, like, where... Like, the, the weight classes where they choose how much blood to take from you. Sure. So like, Welter. On a, yeah, yeah, exactly. On the, on, the be- on the days where I'm a little chubbier, they take a little more blood than I can handle, <laughs> and I have fainted multiple times. Oh, I don't God. get blood anymore. Fair, fair point. I feel like that is a valid excuse. Uh, well, welcome everybody to We Universe, uh, the show about SpongeBob and blood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, we are the internet's comprehensive Wii U podcast, and each and every week we are playing a different randomly selected game from the Wii U catalog, and we are splashing around under the water and shooting pickles at people until they die. Usually, it's like a joyful experience. Usually, <laughs> we're here for the fun and the energy. And we're we're weird this week. Yeah, we're I, weirder than usual. What? I'm just now. I, I just don't want to talk about this game, Steve. So like, no, I get it. I'm when you listen to a podcast. What is your opinion like when somebody on the podcast is like down? Like I feel like that's an interesting thing about podcasting in general. You can like, hear it. You can tell because like, but there's like a mix of. I feel like you can podcast like you when you. When you're listening to a podcast, you're interested in maybe the people who are, you know, providing the commentary. You One hopes. You feel like, yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're interested in hoping that they're well in their everyday lives, I hope. I hope you're not hate listening, being like, oh, these fuckers. <laughs> like, I hope they... There might be a few of those, yeah. 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 But anyway, like... As long as they're downloading, I don't care. Yeah, but yeah. Um, it's like the balance between somebody feeling sort of down in their own life, but also having energy on the podcast. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, not necessarily, like, I want people to be open with however they're feeling. Sure. But, like, just someone being low energy doesn't really play. Even if you're like, I recognize the legitimacy that you, that might be how you're feeling. Somehow you have to find a high energy way to just be low energy. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's I think that's that kind of describes my waking life. Is just trying sure. to trying to uh, uh, motivate myself to face the day with my characteristic low energy. And which also is why kind of I'm, describes watching the movie Waking Life. It kind of does. Pretty low, pretty low, pretty, energy. Pretty low energy movie. Right. Um, yeah. So this week uh, we I'm are actually talking. We should have SpongeBob as a guest. We should. I feel like he would kick it into that next level. That dude is just so cheerful all he the time. He is cheerful, and uh, I feel like that. That's really what I like in my cartoons, and generally, that that's what does it for me in comedy. Like sure. for me, that is like the foundation of a great comedy character is someone who is just full of joy and energy. Endlessly optimistic, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like a Pee Wee Herman. Sure. It's just it's just very in, engaging, and it, it just lifts your spirit. So yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. It's been it's been a rough go for whatever for whatever reason, mostly due to my own poor choices. But um, I was hoping that SpongeBob would would bring that energy, like because that's that's what we sign up for. SpongeBob. That's what we want. I'm wearing, 
Yeah. Wearing my SpongeBob underwear. Oh my goodness. Yeah. This is the, only the uh, strategically placed Patrick. Yeah. The, 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 the only <laughs> second time I've showed Steve my underwears on the podcast. Is this the um, second? Well, there you, must you, be. You, didn't, you, you don't, don't remember the. Oh first yeah, one. That's, right, yeah, that's right. You yeah, were yeah. you were looking the other way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I don't know that SpongeBob really brought the energy we needed to kind of uh, bring it, but you know what? Let's let's we'll try and bring it for him in yeah. this case. Let's, uh, let's dive into Bikini Bottom. Splash. This week we're talking about a game called SpongeBob SquarePants: Colon Plankton's Robotic Revenge. So colon plankton uh, accumulates in your body when you drink a lot <laughs> of seawater. Sure, make sure you go get that checked every day. Yeah, yeah. Unless the, you the, like the have doctor gaps. will like swab it out. You, you need know. to have like a, a diastema or whatever between your teeth to strain out the krill, and that way you won't get colon plankton. That's a well, really it's good between way to go. your teeth. Isn't that what that is yeah, called? No, the, that, yeah, no, that is called krill, but that's not where I get my colon plankton. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. The, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I have very different marine anatomy. Sure. Uh, um, <laughs> yes, this week we're talking about this SpongeBob game. One of many SpongeBob games, but the only time we've really gotten to uh, this topic on our show, because mm-hmm. the, he didn't make a showing on the N64. He could have. Really? Yeah. When was, I guess we'll learn. But yeah, like, yeah. The, the, well, yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. But like the first SpongeBob game was within the N64's life cycle. So okay. like it could have happened. Uh, but would've, no, it never did. It might have been nice on the N64. I think I it could have like worked. You could have had a very, a pretty nice, clean-looking SpongeBob game on the N64. Like I mean, he's graphic. all like, like straight angles, you know. Like, yeah, he's he's easy to animate he's in easy a polygon. To animate. I feel like the N64 like generally translated well to like colorful games. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and he think... was in need of some more colorful games too. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I think it could have happened. I don't know why it didn't, but. Um, yeah, both of us, I think, are, are SpongeBob fans. I would oh, say yeah. I, I like like I'm not like uh, it's not appointment viewing for me, and I definitely haven't watched I mean, every episode of every point, season. I don't think it's appointment viewing for anyone. No, but. no, it's 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 kind of gone the Columbo model, where it's like it's been off the air, kind of. <laughs> <Where> but SpongeBob <laughs> is schlubby and solves mysteries. Exactly. I, I, there's I can neither do a SpongeBob impression nor a Columbo impression, so I will not try to combine them into one impression. You can't do Columbob. That would yeah, Columbob. <laughs> Well, what is his last name? Oh, they never revealed his last name, did they? Wait, Columbo? Is, it, is his, his last name's not Columbo? His first name's Columbo? Oh, it might be. I, no, I think his last name's Columbo, but they never said his first name. Um, Colum- what would? What kind of pants does Columbo? I feel like we've like hit on something here. Like Columbob... Dirty pants. Dirty pants. They're probably not clean. They do not look clean. <laughs> Columbob raincoat. Columbo. Peter Falk just looked like a guy who just kind of had like a pig pen kind of aura about him all the time. Yeah. Like, I don't mean that to be cruel i think no. maybe it's just a symptom of being a guy in the 70s you just sure. look like you're kind of greasy and everyone, dirty everyone all the time in the 70s was just naturally schlubbier but uh so spongebob came out in 1999 you were you were like in the age group yeah at the time. i was probably on like the upper end of like where spongebob would hit right um i feel like you are you are a little older than me so thus yeah it i was doesn't quite track quite as much because like i would uh, yeah. say like if you're if you're like yeah I like SpongeBob I was like yeah I am all in for SpongeBob I'm a big SpongeBob guy yeah um, they're just you know those early episodes aside from getting played ten trillion times because there was there was a phase on Nickelodeon like once SpongeBob came out and it was clear like yes this is gonna be a hit mm. they only had like fifteen episodes you know within that those first few months and like well we're just showing these yeah. every half hour of every day. On loop, so I must have seen that one where SpongeBob has a leaf blower and tries to blow a leaf off of his lawn. Yeah, I've seen that at least twenty times. I I'm I I find that this I don't even know if it's necessarily that new of a model, but I find this kind of cable TV programming model of kind of like 
programmed binges to be really irritating to me. Like, I don't really watch cable TV unless I'm in a hotel room. But anytime you turn it on, it's like the entire channel. It's like you go to Comedy Central, you're just watching The Office all day long. You go right. to Nickelodeon, you are watching SpongeBob all day long. Or TBS, Car- Big Cartoon Bang Theory, Network, all day what long. What does that give you? Is that like Dexter's Laboratory? No, it's not even. It's like Gumball. Yeah, Amazing oh, yeah, World Gumball, of Gumball, yeah, yeah. which I like. Or Adventure uh, Time, maybe. Yeah, maybe Adventure Time. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm uh, misremembering my youth watching cable TV. I mean, I know they would run a lot of SNL and like Kids in the Hall blocks of stuff on Comedy Central. No, you're right. It, yeah. it, it does run it does run super duper long and it does it does seem a little weird because part of the fun is like it gets rid of the ability to kind of flip through because you just know what's going to be on this channel. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can't come back in a half an hour and be like, "Well, what are they showing now?" Yeah. It's, yeah, completely. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about old SpongeBob because he's I don't know if anybody would have expected this character to be such a cultural touchstone. Like it's, it's also kind of one of those like relics of the nineties, like Pokemon that you're still kind of like, wow, this is still, it's still very much a thing. Yeah. But SpongeBob has not gone away. Right. Which that, that's the part that is always surprising to me that I always forget about is that SpongeBob is basically more popular now than he's ever been. Yeah. You know, like, I don't watch the show anymore. Sure. But like, yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah. And it, it's one of those shows, like I'm not mad that it's endured either. Like, I think it's, it's a, it's a smart, funny, weird, positive show. Like, I think it's great to, to keep going. Uh, so the show was created by the late Steven Hillenberg, who we sadly lost to ALS in 2018. He was 57. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hillenberg has a degree in marine biology, and he actually taught the field at the Dana Point Oceanic Observatory in California, which is a pretty prestigious like cool. marine research uh, area. Uh, but he was always kind of drawn to art, and he wanted to be an animator. Uh, so he would draw this little cartoon named Bob the Sponge okay. uh, that he would uh, distribute to his students, you know, to kind of help walk them through their their tests and everything like nice. that. And then he eventually... And it I think was like it, the clippy of the classroom. It was kind yeah, of the clippy. More people need that. Like, every teacher, yeah. you have to come up with your own little mascot. And I, they're like... I love that yeah. idea, yeah. Uh, apparently, the original Bob the Sponge looked more like an actual sea sponge, okay. not like a, a kitchen sponge, which is what he wound oh, up looking like. right, of course. Uh, but, you know, so... I guess I always forget that. That's, that's, that's maybe a drawback of the ubiquity of SpongeBob is like yeah. now whenever a kid thinks of a, a sea sponge, they're going to think of like something that looks like SpongeBob. Which kinda. is, yeah. Not yeah. what a sea sponge looks like. Not so much. So he kind of started developing this character and working out uh, uh, plots and characters or building out the world right. a little bit while he was trying to find work in animation. Uh, he did get his big break uh, early on working as an animator and later a director for Rocco's Modern Life on okay. Nickelodeon, a one of the early Nicktoon shows. Very much disturbed me. Oh, it's a lot so of, disturbing. A lot of those Nick early Nicktoon shows kind of disturbed me, and I feel like SpongeBob had some of that disturbing energy, but it wasn't as dark, so it didn't right. It didn't bug me as much. Like there was the weird close-ups they would always do in SpongeBob, where like. He would be sweating and his face would just sure. stretch or strain. Or when they but, dry it out, like whenever yeah. they get out of the water and they dry out, it's always creepy to Which, me. But that was never as gross to me as like the kind of things that would happen in Rocco's Yeah, line Rocco, there's, they had a superhero on there who uses his nipples of the future, which he slaps on your eyes. His nipples extend like stalks, Oof. slap over your eyes and show you your future. <laughs> it shows so gross. Um, but yeah, while he was working on Rocco's Modern Life, he formed a friendship with one of the show's voice actors, Tom Kenny, 
And he and Kenny would partner up on a pitch for SpongeBob, which was uh, pretty quickly purchased by Nickelodeon. And they slated it as kind of their first original Saturday morning cartoon. Which okay, so like, what do you mean by original Saturday? I feel like so you like, have to give a little context here. They they like, did they had a lot of had a ton of shows. They had a lot of original shows at this time, you know, but. Uh, because of Nickelodeon's model, like Nickelodeon is just all day Saturday morning cartoons. So like, how do you make that distinctive? Uh, I think a lot of the the big shows on the time at the time, like Rugrats, Ren and Stimpy, mm-hmm. uh, shows like that, they were shown in prime time on Nickelodeon. Oh, I see. And that was I kind see. of the big difference. So they you would see reruns of those in the morning, but this would be an original show for Saturday mornings, which means uh, they had to age it down a little bit right. compared to what was going on on Rocco and everything like that. Uh, but yeah, it was their first original Saturday morning cartoon, and it was a smash hit right out the gate. It debuted on May 1st, 1999, and almost immediately, it knocked Pokemon off of its throne forever. Pokemon wow. had been the unstoppable juggernaut of Saturday morning TV for like years at this point, and uh, this took it down, and Pokemon never got it back after, from SpongeBob. Um, this is maybe the only time. I mean, I'm sure that there were others, but I, I feel like I do have very vivid memories of actually like sitting down to watch the premiere of SpongeBob because mm. Nick had hyped it so highly. Yeah, and like that pilot first episode of SpongeBob, they have like they do this needle drop of this Tiny Tim song. Um, oh right, which is which is a great song that totally fits the SpongeBob aesthetic, and it was the first time I'd ever heard that song. Yeah, and like that is just it's a great, great first episode. Oh and man, they 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 had a lot of cool musicians on that show. Like Ween was yeah. on there, They Might Be Giants was on there. Like yeah, they did a lot of cool stuff in the early seasons. Yeah, this this became Nickelodeon's highest rated show ever, uh, and it was the number one rated kids show on TV for years. Uh, it's still kind of an event when a new SpongeBob episode comes out. Like I said, it's it's the Columbo model, so mm-hmm. it'll come back every couple of years with like a special or a TV movie or like an hour long something or other, right. and then it'll go dormant again for it years. It kind of makes it hard to binge in some ways, just because like I know that I've seen so many of these early episodes so many times, so I've kind of gotten bogged down trying to go from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And like I think Amazon only has the first like three seasons available for free. And yeah. then you have to start buying individual seasons, which at this point, having a show where you have to actually buy seasons, like purchase episodes because they aren't available to stream anymore, just feels really weird. That's kind so of kiss of death. Maybe yeah. it's on Paramount Plus. I, I think point. it actually all is. Of it because... I think the whole series is on. I think all okay. of Nicktoons are on. And Nicktoons also uh, had its own like. Maybe I got to give money for Paramount Plus now. I, I doubt it still exists because Nickelodeon had its own little streaming service called Splat for a while, sure, which was all like was classic Nicktoons, yeah. you know, but I'm sure that's been absorbed into uh, whatever Paramount Plus is now. should have just called it all that, like just as a, yeah. a good name for a streaming service. Totally. Absolutely. Um, so amazingly, this show found a pretty huge crossover audience with adults, which I don't think anyone really expected. <laughs> Uh, yeah, one of their biggest demographics was uh, adults ages 18 to 49, which wow. is your sweet spot. Yeah. Like, that's where you want. That's where it's your buying power. Uh, in 2002, there was a study that found the show was gaining an increasing popularity amongst uh, gay adult men. Okay. Which led to one of the stupidest controversies of all time, uh, spearheaded by a douchebag from my hometown, sure. or near my hometown. Uh, Steve Guntley. Yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> yeah. Look, look, I can't have these gay sponges uh, no. canoodling on my TV. Only straight sponges. No, it was the fucking guy who, uh, what was his name? He he oh, he started focus I mean, on the don't, family. We don't need to say his name. We don't need to say his name. He started just, focus just on the family. Which is like this ultra conservative group that's uh, based out of Colorado Springs, sure. like right near where I grew up. 
And uh, they were leading the charge against SpongeBob, saying that it was uh, homosexual propaganda. Right. Because, well, for a couple reasons, they think SpongeBob and Patrick are gay together because okay. you know they're they're very close and they hug a lot and they kiss a lot, yeah. you know. And then uh, Squidward is pointed out as being that gay. SpongeBob also, SpongeBob and Patrick kiss a lot. Just in the <laughs> they lick, they lick like... each other a lot. <laughs> yeah, okay. their mouths are always on each other <laughs> sure. in some form or another. Okay. We just watched the new movie, and Plankton is trying to go up Patrick's butt. He's not trying. He gets absorbed. He's go- up he's, he goes. Butt. Yeah, it is. It is... They give a little too much of a close-up on there. Right. But, but yeah, uh, people were complaining about Squidward, too, because, oh, okay, this is a, a single man in his 40s who loves, like, jazz music and taking froofy showers. What are, you, what are you talking about? It, it, it was cosmopolitan. It was all nonsense, but oh. religious groups were trying to get it banned, and, like, Steven Hillenberg was approached about it, and he's just like, literally never entered my mind. Yeah. Like, these, he's a sea sponge. He's asexual. He re- reproduces yeah. by budding. Sure. Like, he's not... These are not sexual characters at all. Right. However, just this last year for Pride, uh, Nickelodeon tweeted out, like, uh, a, a happy Pride Day message, like, with some of their gay characters and actors from their shows. Mm-hmm. And SpongeBob was the first photo, like, oh. which seemed to be kind of them, like acknowledging or, or at least accepting that spongebob is like a gay character I mean, or like but what i would say like spongebob is a character where like basically the theme of the show is like i mean not to ju- it's just like be prideful and joyful about who you are yeah exactly like, exactly just be optimistic about the world uh um, yeah. which you know i think spongebob totally embodies absolutely and also like who cares if he's gay? <laughs> calm down like calm sure. down crazy religious people uh, so Steven Hillerberg, he left the show back in 2003 so he could focus on developing the film version, uh, and SpongeBob SquarePants, the movie debuted in December of 2004. Uh, and in addition to being a totally awesome movie, it was a pretty big hit. Oh, man. Uh, that, that movie is so good. It's so good. It's, it's one of the, one of the great animated movies, like period. I remember. I love it. I saw it on my 21st birthday. Nice. I, my friends, took, they got me drunk and then they took me to the SpongeBob movie. Sure. And then we went back to my place and I got drunker. And I dislocated my thumb, punching my friend. It was great. Okay, sounds like a good time until the end. No, it was um, a friendly punch, and oh, he good. was fine. A friendly I, dislocation. It was just my dumbass. Yeah. I, I remember we, um, our family has generally low energy and ability to focus on movies. Yeah. So we would always start them at about 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. to be like, okay, we're not going to fall asleep during this. And I remember for whatever reason, I had this SpongeBob movie, and I'm like, we're watching this. Mm-hmm. We started at 9 and it was like the only because my dad will just always lose interest in a movie at 10. sure like he he'll lose interest like right before the movie ends. He's like, okay, I'm going to bed, and I'm like, don't you want to see how it ends? And that was like the only time I remember my dad staying awake 11 o'clock, totally wrapped, <laughs> wanting to know how the SpongeBob movie ended. So that's that's a good memory. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, no, that movie's a delight, uh, and it it was quite successful. And it went on to spawn two sequels. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them, which we watched this week, we watched the most recent one, uh, Sponge on the Run. On the Run. Yeah, the other one, Sponge Sp- Out of Water. Bad titles. Yeah, bad titles. Uh, Sponge on the Realm is not very good. Agreed. Uh, I think I love the animation. Yeah, like I really love the, the the. We were talking about this, like you know, some characters when you translate from two D to three D, it just it looks wrong. Right. South Park, The Simpsons, they look wrong. SpongeBob can work. Yeah, and it looked okay. It was cool to see, kind of like, because I, you know, I don't think it looks necessarily as fun as the actual hand drawn no animation, but it was cool to see some of those same elements transmitted in a different form well and i like that they use kind of like a, a low frame rate style kind of like into the spider verse sure. it kind of gave it a little bit of character but 
But really, they were just kind of repeating the plot of the first right. movie. And then the last, like, maybe 30 minutes of the movie are basically... I don't basically, think it's that long. I think it just feels like 30 it minutes. It feels so long. They let five, all five major characters get a get-up and give an impassioned monologue accompanied by a flashback <laughs> Which is to Camp Coral. Which is telling you that you should watch this spinoff that's available on the streaming platform. Right. It's basically just a backdoor pilot for the Camp Coral TV show, which is, which is out now. And I, I think that that... That actually is what another downside I have of the movie in general is I think that the new one just felt very sort of self-aware in mm-hmm. terms of like, oh, Snoop Dogg is going to be in this movie. Right. And Danny Trejo is going to be in this movie, which are kind of funny, but I feel like at some point... Also low-hanging fruit, yeah, though. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And like when David Hasselhoff shows up in the first one, that felt new and novel. Yeah. Um, but it's this sense of like... I feel like that's when animation generally just goes downhill mm-hmm. when they're like, oh, we're going to make a reference of this sort of thing that seems immediate, immediately dated. Because like David Hasselhoff fits into the aesthetic and world of SpongeBob because he's like famous for Baywatch and he's like a very campy character. Yeah, he was kind of coming around to being like super campy around right. this time. Whereas like, yeah. like the idea of having like an ironic Snoop Dogg appearance like already feels dated. Like yeah. The minute that you see it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it was it was it wasn't great, but you know, it's also not the worst movie you'll ever see. Uh, uh no, it's nah. not. <laughs> it maybe, you know what? If it that's the only one... movie you see and then you die, it is the worst that's movie you've true. ever seen. It's also the best movie you've ever seen. SpongeBob, but he's in a video game too. Yeah. Which may be the worst video game you'll ever play? No, not really. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I but he does. It he... has a much better shot of being the worst video game you've ever played than the movie does of being the worst movie. I, I will say, uh, SpongeBob has a pretty lengthy history with video games right. too. Like obviously, when you've got a cash cow like this, like that's such a big hit immediately, you're going to want to produce as many games as possible. Right. Uh, there, there are like something like 47 different SpongeBob games. Yeah, crazy. There's probably, there's more SpongeBob games than there are Zelda games. Uh, eight, eight of them are platinum sellers. Eight of them have sold more than a million copies on different platforms. Yeah. So this first SpongeBob game, uh, was legend of the lost spatula on the game boy color in 2001. But, uh, it was far eclipsed by SpongeBob super sponge, which came out uh, later that year for PS one. And that was the first million seller in the series, I've actually okay. played this one. This okay. is a this is a two D side scrolling platformer. It's fine. It's inoffensive. It looks like a Super Nintendo game. Well, that's what you would always assume that you're going to get from a SpongeBob game, like that you're going to get fine and inoffensive. And yeah. Like, I don't know. It just what what are you asking for when you want to play a licensed game? Like, it, are are you capturing the feel of the series that I like in a in a clever way? Like, right. are you representing the the visuals of it in a, a with a fidelity you know like yeah, you and are you bringing at least a little bit of originality or if you're not bringing originality are you at least making a reskinned clone of a game i already like yeah okay yeah yeah it's like the most important thing is like does this feel like an episode of the show does mm-hmm. it feel like i'm getting to see my characters like in a new context and like if you can capture that like great you've sort of done what is required of you yeah I've I've heard from a couple people, and I also like some people tweeted at me about this when I uh, mentioned we were playing this. The game Battle for Bikini Bottom, sure. or Battle of Bikini Bottom, uh, for PS2. That's the best selling game in the franchise, and a lot of people like really go to bat for that one. It's, it's like a good game. It recently got actually a HD remake. Um, I think really? it's available on Switch and okay. probably some other systems. And I know that game is very popular in the speedrunning community. 
Is it? So okay. So I feel like that was sort of the one where the yeah, that SpongeBob is like, oh, he has his own life as a game character here. Well, maybe I'll check it know. out if there's an HD remake. I don't know. Yeah, I'd I'd like to play a better SpongeBob game than the one we played. Boy. Which was, Which to was remind you, every SpongeBob, game. SpongeBob SquarePants ba- Plankton's Robotic Revenge, released October 22nd, 2013, developed by Behavior Interactive and published by Activision, our old enemies once again. Yeah. Also released on the Wii, PS3, 360DS, and 3DS. So Behavior Interactive, first time we've met them, uh, as you can not tell a, not by a the... Not a fun name. Not a fun name. Like, hey, sit oh. down. Play our video game. I think you're going to like the story behind this name, though. So as you can probably tell from the uh, O-U-R at the end of the word there, this company is Canadian. (laughs) Uh, They're based in Quebec City, and they date back to 1992 when they were called Multimedia Interactive. In 1995, they changed their name to Artificial Mind and Movement, which they stylized as A2M. Okay, which wasn't until 2010. Okay, I know where this that is somebody going. pointed out. I shouldn't know where this is going, but I do. Somebody pointed out this is a, there's a pornographic connotation to it, and so they changed their name to Behavior just to avoid uh, all the kids' games that they make being labeled yes. as A to M. So that's probably yes, that makes sense. We at the comic book store I used to work at, we would have ma- Friday night Magic the Gathering tournaments. Yeah, and the comic book store was called Cosmic Comics, so it would be like. C C F N M, uh, like as like the which is also very close to a pornographic fetish. Oh, is it yes, okay? Which we I I I, be- I could say this one. I believe it. It's like clothed male, nude female, something like that. Oh, I've never even no. Heard it's of the that. other way around. It's nude male, clothed female. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, and so like we had to, uh, we we ended up changing the name of our live stream on there too. That one's a little yeah. more esoteric though than yes. uh, than A two M. Well, it depends. Uh, it depends. I guess it depends. This is probably not a good tract of conversation to go into. Probably a not. Episode. Probably not. But yeah. So yeah, the, the the company's output it's almost entirely kids' games. So they've done everything from Looney Tunes to The Grinch to Dora the Explorer. Uh, their most notable original games uh, include uh, Jersey Devil, which is a failed franchise starter on the PS1, okay. and 2010's Naughty Bear, which tried for kind Ooh. of a Conker-style twisted mascot game okay. where you're like... Oh, I kind of remember. This game had horrible advertisements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. seeing these in Game Informer where it would just be like this cute bear who had like lit a bunch of bunnies on fire. Right. Or something like this. I'm like, this, I don't like this. It's Yeah, you're. I, I don't know if it is like... I, I I don't know if you're a stuffed bear or you're a guy in a mascot costume murdering people. Uh, I that, know this game; it has its defenders. That might be one of my least favorite tropes in general: is cute thing acts in a filthy or cruel way. Okay, like I just find it. You don't very, like Chucky? And mm, well, he's not cute. I mean, he's I don't have an opinion. No, I yeah. yeah, no, I mean like something that you would think would be like cute and cuddly. Like I'm sure the movie Ted probably has some funny parts. But I'll just, never watch just it. I don't like know. The premise of it is like I just find it very unappealing. Like to remove something that like to a kid is like very fun and joyful, and be like, we're gonna edge this up. Yeah, like just makes me feel kind of gross. Yeah, no, I get that. It's it's that's like me with talking babies in any sense. Okay, sure. Uh, I remember that those fucking e trade commercials where like they turn a baby into was, like a Wall Street Pete stock Holmes. bro. Was that Pete, Pete Holmes? Holmes was the e trade? Oh boy, voice. yeah. Uh, he yeah, that thing that thing really made me want to bleach my eyes. I just <laughs> sure. hated that baby. They made a TV show of that baby. Did they really? Bob the baby. They made a TV How show. How many TV shows? Didn't they make a 
TV show of the caveman? The Geico caveman. Nick Kroll's first role. How many TV yeah. shows have been based on advertising campaigns? Oh, God. I mean... Wasn't, was not Ted Lasso based on an advertising campaign? I kind of feel what? like it was. I haven't seen it yet. I don't remember. Oh, but... for Lassos? For like yeah, Lar- yeah, exactly. Lariat oh, brand Lassos? Lasso. <laughs> if you want to rope a steer while right. coaching a football team in England, come to Ted Lasso's. <laughs> Your Jason Sudeikis needs work. Oh, that was a really good Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, how you guys doing? Um, yeah, that was yeah I'm uh, disarming and uh, kind of sarcastic. This is what this is where you bring you bring him into the actor studio and be like, "Hi, my Jason today because needs work." <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's true. It's rattling. <laughs> Sudeikis, right in. Let me know how I did. Yeah. Uh, can, I, can I take out a Bill Hader, please? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we just keep running afoul of Activision on this show. Like I swear to God, I didn't used to think Activision was so terrible, but yeah. uh, their Wii U output has been really uh, dismaying so, like, so far. I I just I, I really have a question. Did we play any game for the N sixty four that bummed you out as much as like some? There's something weird here. Like yeah, I we played bad games for the Nintendo sixty four. I'm not gonna pretend. No no no. That games for N sixty four were not bad, and we didn't play plenty of them. But did we play any games that were so profoundly like uninteresting and just unambitious and just I, like I remember we really and it was a game we kind of ultimately thought was fine, but I remember we really struggled with Command and Conquer. Like both of us were just like yeah, but so game, not into playing sure, that game. But then we were in a weird mood that day. But yeah. like that game had like there's a lot in that game. Sure. Like even a game like Rat Attack was kind of like notable in its nothingness. Oh, well, and just for being so fucking batshit weird. There's, I think a, a lot of the racing games bummed me yeah, out. Yeah, okay. A lot but of the like, sports games, yeah. I think there's something like when you go back and you play an old piece of crap game, like yeah. just licensed like garbage, like, you know, BB's Kids or Last Action Hero. Sure. And you're just like, I can't believe, or the Back to the Future game for yeah. NES. You're like, I can't believe that anyone like released this and put effort in like sold this at a full price like it just makes you feel gross mm-hmm. but well no you you say that and you're like haha you get like a larf out of it you know what sure, i mean you're like sure. man old old shovelware what the heck yeah yeah but to play when was this game was released what 2013 you said 13 yeah yeah 2013 this, yeah this game is like a modern game yeah and to play a game that is essentially the design equivalent of the Back to the Future game for NES or like Yonoid for the NES. Yeah. It, it just feels so weird to be like, I can't believe they're still releasing stuff of this level of ambition, like lack of ambition. Lack of, like so nothing here. Like there's just nothing to glom onto. Like, and it does that. It just feels like the cheapest possible cash in. And it always really bothers me when like developers treat kids games as if they're disposable. Right. You know, and I get kids have short attention spans and like you need to make it like easy for certain age groups right. and everything like that. They'll get bored of it right. eventually. But why not give them something to like spark their imagination? Like why not give them a Mario Brothers or like, But the thing is, you like know, Mario Brothers are already kids games. Yeah, like, that's the thing. A lot that's of thing. great for video yeah. games like perfectly fine for kids. Like not everything has to be Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Um, but it's just so and like this game has a lot. I was ready to like this game it's sure. not like i'm like oh i'm gonna poop on this la- i'm gonna come and hate hate on this license i, I try to come into every game wanting to like right because yeah. i like spongebob yeah i it seems like a fun joyful environment sure um and this game when we boot it up it's kind it's a kind of game that i like yeah yeah, yeah. it's so like this game is kind of a it's kind of a top-down like isometric shooter uh yeah i mean yeah sort of sort of like 
I don't even know I mean, angles, it but it's like, like it's kind of behind the back, but it's also like a little it more. It plays ice. like yeah. Ratchet and Clank if the camera's way zoomed out. It's a Ratchet like and Clank you're clone. Not right behind Ratchet. Yeah. Um. Which so yeah, it's like playing Ratchet and Clank, but from like a Smash TV. It, it looks like the game The Red Star, which is a, a deep cut. Yeah. yeah but yeah. it's a game I really like. Yeah. No, I like and, that game too. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so I was like, okay, like this should be exciting and like, sorry. I don't know what I was saying. No, no I no, wasn't no, I like get, this I game you. should be exciting. But I'm like, even if this game isn't very good. It should be pleasant. It should be pleasant because I like to run around and dodge things. Like, and, and yeah. you're pointing out, it's very weird that, like, the fundamental, like, this game is about guns. It's about guns. Like, okay, I mean, you, when you think of SpongeBob, you do not immediately think weaponry. Like, he's I not. Ho- a, I hope you don't. He's not a violent, he's not someone who solves anything by shooting anything, you no. know? It's just not his thing. And I, I understand, like, you know, I like Ratchet and Clank a lot. I understand why you would want to clone this formula. It's, it's, I, I don't have look. a problem with this choice. No, no, I don't have a problem with that. It's just I don't think it fits the character. I don't think robots are necessarily a part of the SpongeBob aesthetic. Like, But I think that they could be. Like, I think what would work if you say, okay, the gimmick here. So, like, the story here is Plankton somehow. Well, okay, so, yeah, yeah they we, we open with, like, uh, it, it keeps that cool thing that SpongeBob does where everything above the surface is live action. So we see, like... A tanker ship and uh, some some voiceover and I guess some clumsy sailor dropped a bunch of batteries over the side. But they side. don't actually show you this. You just I mean you just see like we see the a ship, ship and then we see batteries see sinking into the water. Anything. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, they all land on Plankton's restaurant, the Chum Bucket, and he decides to use these batteries to complete a giant robot he's been working on, which he will then use to steal uh, the Krabby Patty formula as he tries to do sure. often. Uh, he succeeds in doing so. He wrecks the Krusty Krab. And then SpongeBob and his friends need to run around, find the three keys in three different worlds that will unlock the safe, and they need to stop Plankton. So, like, this, I think, is a... Like, I think the idea of having Plankton in a big robot is fun. Sure. And I feel like the very natural, obvious progression of this is, like, this is a 3D platformer where you run around as SpongeBob and you collect, like, robot parts. Yeah. And then you build your own mech. And then there's, like, this big mech battle where you fight Plankton around Bikini Bottom. Yeah. Like that seems like that'd be pretty, great. Pretty easy, pretty fun. You get to see the environments. It gives you some meaningful parts to go look for. Yeah, and, and like and gives it, you a sense of conclusion when you reach the game, like a finale. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like the way the boss is, man, I don't know. Like, sorry, I, I somehow I'm very scattlebrained about this game. Even no, it's it's nothing here. I don't know where to start in the nothings. Like, no, here I, I can I can yeah. I can get us back on. Track I can get us on Steve. track here. Like so. Uh, Activision had bought up the rights to this game okay. from THQ. THQ had done every SpongeBob game before 2013, but they famously went bankrupt around this time and had to restructure okay. everything, so they, they sold off a lot of their stuff. Uh, so the, yeah, Activision, kind of like they did with Bond, they bought up the license. They did one, two games in the SpongeBob license, and then they haven't produced another one. The last actual console spongebob game was to correlate with the last movie, uh, Sponge Out of Water, the 2015 one. Wow. Which is crazy. Yeah, like that they would just they would own such a valuable license and not doing. There must be some weird. There must be some SpongeBob mobile game that's out right now. Oh, there actually is. There's that's a just raking in money. There's a really fun one. I mean, I don't think it's raking in okay. money because it's on Apple Arcade. Oh, but there's sure. a really fun one on Apple Arcade. It's okay. like a side-scrolling platformer that with uses sprites from the TV show. It's great. Okay, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but like they, they brought in the voice cast, the whole voice cast is back, which obviously I think it just meant them staying late at work, like 15 minutes one day. There's not a lot of voice here. Uh, you know, so they've got that and they've got, 
they're going with the 3D art style. Right. So the which, beginning of this game, yeah. once it cu- cuts, like shows you this intro cutscene, that's like in CG. Yeah. And that looks pretty good. It actually does. No, I, I, I like I said, I think this this series can look good in 3D. And so you see this at the beginning of the game, and you see it again at the end of the game. Yeah. Um. This this again add to the. I feel like we've already you at least you yeah. have already beaten more games. Yeah. For the Wii U than we ever beat for the. N64 yeah, that's the thing the I should mention. I beat this game. I sat down in one sitting and beat it without even really trying. Right. And we'll get into kind of like the level design, but basically like I thought I was in one level for most of it. Right. It wasn't until like I got to a boss that I realized like, oh wait, I just went through like five levels. Yeah. So they have yeah. they, they have this CG scene at the beginning with the voice acting and they have the CG scene at the end also with voice acting. Yeah. Which if they had those interspersed through all the levels, I'd be like, okay, there's a reason to play this. There's game. a story. You can because watch uh yeah. It's like it's like not a very good episode of the cartoon, but it's like more of the cartoon like you might get yeah. from playing the Futurama game or something and like I mean that. the the dialogue the script isn't very funny or good but the voice cast is trying yeah, they, they showed up they're doing their pros you know and then but unfortunately like once they show that initial scene like then you just have all the characters in the in-game engine yeah standing there giving their lines but there's no animation yeah and there's big gaps between everyone's Patrick's like ooh, I have an idea and then you wait, like scroll, scroll, scroll. And then Bun's like, "What's your idea, Patrick?" Scroll, um, scroll, scroll, scroll. Yeah, and yeah. Just, Lot, no, no sense of pacing. Yeah, right, exactly. And that that's kind of the mood that you're in for the rest of the game. And then as you're actually playing, you know, they'll just spout off whatever generic lines they, like, they do. Yeah, just games. they'll 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 shout random like victory chortles or whatever. You know, <laughs> exactly. It's, you know, so yeah, gameplay wise, you're you're tossed in. You have a basic like melee attack, and then you have a gun attack. So your gun uh, is mapped to your trigger button on the gamepad, and really all you have to do is press and hold. It'll lock onto whatever. This game has no aiming function. There's no kind aiming of function. Feels like it should be a twin stick shooter, but that maybe is, would be overly. I was gonna say if if I'm if I'm gonna give this game a compliment, if I'm gonna uh, uh, lavish it with some very Don't faint do it, praise, Steve. it's not worth it. It's that there are moments when uh, when there's like a ton of enemies on screen and like you've got your lock on going and you're just kind of moving and dodging that it feels a little bit like a junior twin stick shooter. Smash Nick Jr., if you will. Yeah, okay. You know, it's... it's uh, Smash TV for babies. Exactly. It's Robotron, Robotron 2. Robotron for kids. <laughs> Robotron 2 and up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, so there, there are moments where it's like, all right, I can, I can see having some friends over and like we're all shooting these robots and yes. everything. But this then, game, five players. Five players. Which is, which is neat. Yeah, we, you get uh, one extra player on the Wii U than you do anywhere else. And you I can think use the gamepad and then four Wiimotes. Four Wiimotes. No uh, pro controller on this one, which was confusing. Because I guess loop a little bit. I just kind of assumed they, it worked for everything, yeah. but it does not. Uh, but yeah, like it, it's that's a that's a fun feature, and that's one feature that distinguishes it from the Wii version, which only has four. I think that's probably the only thing that's different from the Wii version. Right. I uh, it would be a, it would be a weird environment though to play this with five people. I do wonder what that situation would be because like most most families only have four. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's, yeah. It's yeah. a game for families. Yeah. Um. It's like a Fast and the Furious movie. Family. It's all about family. family. <laughs> um. So who, your five characters here are SpongeBob, Patrick. Squidward, Mr. Krabs, and 
Sandy. Sandy. Yeah. And they're all they all play the same. They all have the yeah. same guns, the same weapon selection. They have like a different melee animation, but it all works the same. Yeah. So you you buy uh guns and you upgrade weapons at these little consoles same or at the end of levels. Blank. You and you break barrels and get like gears. Yeah, which gears which it is it is very different from uh uh Ratchet and Clank because when you're SpongeBob and you're collecting gears, they're gold and silver. Okay. And in uh Ratchet and Clank they're silver and gold. Oh so, okay. so different, lawyers different. can't come after can't come after after him cannot come after him like how lazy is that that they use the exact same pickup from ratchet and yeah, Clank? it's the it, same fucking items like and, and the they're gun, not even trying the guns look pretty similar in design to like ratchet and clank weapons yeah like, they look like they're kind of assembled from an amalgam of parts and they're all a lot of them are built around like pun names yeah they're all fast food themes so we have we have a pickle blaster we have a condiment cannon an exploding pie launcher a portable tartar sauce gun which is my favorite the Neptuning Fork, the Bubblegum Blaster, and the Reef Blower. Uh, so, okay, some of these are just kind of the same gun over and over. Right. This, Pick, is, this pickle is a blaster, big with the game. Pickle like, Blaster and Condiment Gun are the same gun. Yeah, they just, they, they each, each gun has three upgrades. Yeah. And, like, once you upgrade the Condiment Blaster, it's going to shoot way faster than the Pickle Blaster. And also, like, your first gun before you upgrade anything is pathetically weak. Like, yeah. embarrassingly weak. But you will also completely upgrade it by the time you get to the first upgrade station sure like because it's it, that's just the way to go and then you don't, don't need to use much. another gun the rest of the game if you don't want right well that's the other problem it's like the guns are all they look different but they all work functionally the same because none of the there's man god damn this game like the enemy yeah. there's just such a lack of variety in enemies that it doesn't matter what gun you use like yeah the enemy that you're gonna see here it doesn't even look like anything it's just like it's just like sort of a round robot that kind of walks at you yeah, I guess it's kind of like a robot plankton, I guess, but not even. It's like plankton's really small. This is like just a big, it's, a, it's an orb, and occasionally you get like some turrets that look like Daleks. Yeah. And like and then uh, there's little like things you need to stomp on. Spiky things that sort of spin around that you have to stomp on. Yeah, yeah, you've got like a butt stomp too in this game. But and like, like, since none of these enemies exhibit any kind of like interesting behavior where like, oh, this dictates me having some kind of different tactic... Like any gun, I mean, that you just, need to stomp on the guy, but right? Yeah. But any gun that just shoots straight is going to work fine. So, like, who cares? Like, if you're using the pickle gun or mm -hmm. the condiment gun. But as you also realize, like, there are some guns that are functionally useless. Right, like the if, bubble gun blaster. If you use the bubble gun it blaster, shoots in an arc. It, it shoots in an arc that was going like directly over the head of all of your enemies, and they, like because they walk after you, and it shoots like you guys move at an equitable speed. So as you're avoiding him, he's keeping pace with you, and he's just always going right over his head. Yeah. So like yeah, it was ridiculous like how hard it was to hit anything with the bubblegum blaster. Uh, yeah, I, I did like the tartar uh, tartar sauce gun just because it looks like a big stream of pee, like yep. a, just a constant endless stream of pee. Sure. And uh, when you're fighting plankton at the end, you're shooting him in the eye, so you're just <laughs> peeing right in a big plankton's eye. Yep. And I don't know if that was intentional, but I'd like to think it was. Sure. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, th like I said, there there are moments where you can find a little bit of enjoyment in kind of the the dumb arcadey action of it but goddamn does it it's so repetitive like within seconds you have seen everything in this game well, you have seen all of it so crazy to yeah. me is like cuz that to me is a joke like i always think i like atari 2600 i sure. think it's fun to mess around with but yeah. to play atari 2600 game feels so weird and from such another era cuz you'll boot that game up like, you'll boot up the game Combat. Yeah. And you're like, well, I've seen everything this game has. And, like, Combat's a great game. Sure. <laughs> like, but you can see everything so fast. You got it. You understand it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. In this game, 
essentially you could see everything faster in this game than you could see in combat because combat has like different modes that you can right. change with your switcher yeah um here you just like as soon as you start playing this game you all the levels just look exactly the same like yeah. they all have these super generic names like coral street or like pineapple reef or like 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 i said like i wasn't sure that the levels were ending right okay because it's like you you make it to the end of like what's supposed to be a stage and you just kind of get into this little whirlpool and sometimes it'll trigger a mini game where you're like falling down a hole it's collecting the same as the gears. andy asteroids level from Earthworm. exactly yeah it's that and uh and then you'll just kind of pick up again in an identical looking area which like i thought okay that, that was just warping me like i thought it was just like this is all part of the same level. It's just warping me from one spot to the next. And before long, I'm like, I'm on the boss of the level and I'm like, all right, well, fuck it. I might as well just finish this thing. Right. If this is what it is like, and there's three bosses, three or four bosses to this game, but they're all the same boss. Yeah. You have plankton twice. And then the other two in the middle are his two relatives, like his two dumb cousins who look just like him. Yeah. Uh, so really dumb. Uh, do your cousins look exactly like they you? Do, they do, but I have a rare genetic defect. Oh, you do. Okay, you've yeah. got you've got uh, 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 cousinitis, yeah, Darylitis. Exactly. Is my cousin Daryl my other cousin Daryl? Um, so yeah, you know, like a co-op might kind of be a draw for you on this. Like if you yeah, if you, you really want to bring together. in lots of people, but yeah, but I mean, you're going from the first stage is kind of like a flying Dutchman level, and it's just. It's just bikini bottom, but all kind of orange. Like there's an orange. But it's tint. not even bikini bottom because like you're not seeing any of like the set pieces from the show. It's no. not like you're walking by the driving school or something like that. Yeah. Or, like, the retirement home. Like even the Simpsons games will have you like walking past like Moe's Tavern or something. Right. Like, like you it, know, it's clear that it has the aesthetic from the show, but you're just kind of in like a watery cliff. You're on a path. Yeah. yeah you're on a just on a path. You're on a straight path. So I, I, I fought through the first boss to get to the next world to see if it was different. You know, the next world was Rock Bottom, which is, uh, you know, the, the very deepest part of the ocean where all the fish is talking farts. It's a great episode. Uh, and it's just the same thing except slightly gray. Yeah. That's, that's all they changed. The and third then, one is like Coral Reef. Yeah. And that is bright, a little brighter. Same, same thing, just with some colorful. green. Yeah, like, yeah. But, but it's all the same. Like All these check marks are separated by nets. Sometimes you have to do a ground pound on a switch. I think one time in the game you have to hit the switches in a certain order, mm. which is the closest thing you get to a puzzle in this game. The game or, also has another, another gameplay aspect of it is you'll collect these batteries, which... Oh, yeah, which I forgot you totally about that. Which you forget because it's useless because this game is tremendously easy and has no difficulty setting no um but you collect these batteries which give you the that fill up this red meter which give you the ability to turn invincible for a little bit like first of all it's too brief for it to be of any use to you yeah. and second of all like it's such a tacked on feature that they don't even explain this in the tutorial and like the actual animation of you being invent like it's so lifeless you just kind of shimmer like a little bit but you can't even really tell yeah that anything is happening I mean, you do get like the sad, you know, Tom Kenny having to say like, oh, press the jump button to jump, which always irritates me. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, but they never explain this power up, you know, like, and the whole game revolving around these batteries. And then the game ends with a joke about these batteries. And like, the batteries are really inconsequential to anything that happens in the game. Uh, yeah. Every, yeah. And like, you could easily play this entire game without ever knowing that's a feature. Yeah. And you would be better off. For it. You'd be better off. Like, it, Okay. This game sounds kind of like SpongeBob, which was fine. Yeah. Like it was, I like the ukulele music. That sure. They play. 
Yeah, yeah. I and didn't think about it. Like, game controls the way that you want a game to control. Like, yeah. this game, in some ways, like, the fact that this game seems competent, like, at its core level, that, like, they knew how to design a basic game and, like, have your characters move where you wanted them to almost makes it worse. Yeah, it means they Be- could have done a better one. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just, like, this so much is just, like, it re. Look, I know it's a lot of work to make a game. I'm sure that a group of people spent a decent amount of time making this game. But it really feels like about, once you have the art assets, about an afternoon of work. Uh, Yeah, yeah. It's, there's just, there just wasn't a lot of thought put into it. Or or you don't get the sense that anybody in this game wanted this to transcend to anything beyond what it is. Like, you know, this is a, uh, this is a one for you so I can go work on, like, you know, Biomutant or whatever the cool new game but coming out is. it's just like, it's so short, so joyless, and yeah. there's just so, there's just no content. Like I said, like, there's no difficulty slider. There's a funny part in the beginning when you go to the options screen, like SpongeBob comments, he's like, options, I got a ton of them. And then it's just like sound and credits. credits. Yeah. Or to, I think there's a cheat code section in there as well, but like, Nothing else. Nothing else. And so, like, I guess your only gameplay here is that each character tracks their own upgrade gun progress individually. Yeah. So, like, once you've unlocked and upgraded all the guns with SpongeBob, go do it with Squidward or Patrick. Yeah. But, like, they're, all the guns upgrade the same. Everyone has the same guns, and you've already seen it all. And you're just, there's no, look, I'm not saying that this is a solution, but there's not even any scoring mechanic in this No. Game. There's no reason to revisit any of the levels. No, none at all. It, no, it, it's it's a total waste of, you know, there, there, there are germs of potential here, but uh, definitely find a different SpongeBob game if you're feeling that itch. Uh, this one is not going to do it. This one's no. not going to do it for you. Uh, let's stop talking about it. Let's this stop game. talking about it. You want to go to our rankings? Yeah. I'm, I'm actually curious where this will fall because I feel like you've grown to hate this game more I, the more def- we talk yes, about it. this is exactly the case. I mean, I'll tell you right now, it was going to be ahead of Turbo, but now it's behind Turbo. Now it's, t- it's, it's your my, bottom game. It's my bottom it's game. N- bottom Turbo, of the list. this game plays, quote-unquote, better than Turbo. But, like, sure. I was cu- Turbo has, like, five levels that kind of look different. Yeah. Um, and, Ish. like, I was more engaged by, like, some of the crappiness of Turbo. Yeah. And at least try to do some more interesting things. This game, I just it makes me sad how little effort was put in here and that, I don't know, and it just feels unethical that they would be like, yeah, we'll put SpongeBob's name on it and sell it for to kids. Kids don't know shit. Like, yeah, I think that's going to, I think we're going to run into this a few times with some of these licensed games on the Wii U. Um, I'm, I'm putting this slightly higher for me. This is going to go uh, two slots above where you have it. It's going to wow. be right ahead of The Walking Dead Survival Instinct. So this like would be third wa- from the like, bottom. This game is much more playable than The Walking Dead Survival Instinct. But it like, is. That game, like, it had kind of cool sometimes, like a little bit. I, I, I don't think it was cool. I think it had cool ideas that were miserably executed. Yeah, okay. uh, but I guess to which me, I like, get, like, this game doesn't even have the ideas. Right. But the the extremely mediocre bar that they were shooting for, they kind of hit it. You okay. know, the the game functions basically, and I, I played through it an hour, and like, you know whatever you are able to play it walking dead i feel like i wasn't able to play it's beyond a certain point because of how broken release, it is I'm just so bad it's crazy they can release a two-hour game yeah it's just it's like full price with no extra features and it's just oh man yeah yeah I, somehow i've worked myself into a frenzy i apologize no i, I get I it no i get it okay 
I've I've got a I've got a letter here for you, Phil. Thank you. I, I hope I hope that it I hope that it cheers me up. I think this this is gonna help you. Good. Uh, hey, Steve Woody and Schrodinger's guest. Yes. You guys wondered if snails have skulls at the end of the Turbo Super Snail Stunt Squadron Supreme episode, something <laughs> it like that. sounds like the kind of thing we would want. <laughs> a quick Google search has told me the answer is no, they do not. The oh, I like the way that this person Googled for us something that we could have done and is not actually an expert in the field. Of, I was hoping this would listeners. be I was hoping this would be a snail doctor. Yeah. But uh, it says the top result that yielded it was an article titled Slug Facts for Kids. Make of that what you will. Okay. Uh, love the podcast and I can't wait until Prince Valiant is back in the hands of Woody for more adventures. Yeah, I can't and wait And that is either. from Elliot. Thank you, Elliot. Hey, man, I... Yeah, we really needed some Prince Valiant here. We real, do. We need really to... Raise you energy. know what we haven't done that we can do right now? What are you playing lately? Oh, man. What are you playing that's not SpongeBob? I'll tell you what I've been playing, Steve, and I'm not just doing this as a plug. Mm. I've been playing the game Super Metroid. Have you played this game, Steve? <gasps> I've heard good I stuff. For the Super Nintendo. I've heard things. And I've heard things. Let me, let me tell that's you, That's my De Niro. Oh. I'm doing Sudeikis and De Niro at the same time. What are you talking about? <sighs> Super Metroid, man. That is that is a video game. Like oh, I like I said, it's been it's been a rough go, but like I just I played some Super Metroid and oh man, did I did was my mood lifted. Man. I don't I don't even think of Super Metroid as one of my favorite games, but like as playing it, I'm like, God, this game is good. I um, consider it my number one favorite game of all time. Yeah, and you know I what? Love it. I love it. You're not so wrong. Much. I'm is, not wrong. It is your number one favorite game of all time. You are right about that. Um, You're right. I was gonna do I was gonna do a bit, but I immediately forgot um <laughs> during this episode where I kept pretending that I was accidentally confusing SpongeBob with Super Metroid and talking about how you backtrack and got the various suit and stuff. And sure. Water. Uh, but it's, it's, cr- it's crazy that Sponge. I mean, this is true for yeah. any, any good media versus bad media, but like it doesn't even feel like they're the same. They're in the same art form. No, like, I know it's crazy, right? That, yeah. That something in like, you know, Super Metroid. What? It's like it's like watching old? a talking cat next to the Godfather. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's it, how how are these? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, <laughs> these it are both movies. Weird. So, but the reason is, um, I'm playing it for our Patreon deep dive into the Metroid series. That is true. And I'm really glad that the listeners selected Metroid because we, we when we played those Contra games uh, a couple a couple months back, and I'm like, I'm not sure we're gonna play a better slot of games. Yeah. Maybe maybe our first Metroid episode I will think give it a run. I don't our, know. Our first, but yeah, it's gonna be. We pretty, played a lot of good Contra games. There's a there, there's a but, there's a three peat of, of games in this first episode of uh, of the Metroid deep dive yeah. uh, that that are gonna be tough to beat. And then the second episode is gonna be pretty yeah. fucking hard to beat yeah. too. When we're talking about Prime Infusion, like so, it's gonna be pretty nuts. Uh, so check that out at Patreon.com/slash/Ultra64Pod. Like that is not that is not just a plug. I have been playing Super Metroid, yeah. and it is really good, and it. Kept me going when I was thinking about this game. I've I've been playing a shitload of Metroid Two. Uh, well, not Metroid Two, Metroid as well. Sure. But I have been playing Metroid Two. Yep. Um, but I've also been playing some other games. Uh, I got the new Pokemon Snap nice. for Switch. It's which literally called New Pokemon. It's Snap, just literally right? called New Pokemon yeah. Snap. Uh, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, it it does have some pacing issues. I think like they kind How of have a pacing issue if it's an on rails game. Well, it, it's like they make you kind of do the same level three times until you can move on to the next level like you have to do mm. it during the daytime then at nighttime and then like one other time was that not a thing in the original Pokemon no Snap? okay no you just played through it the once and then you can come back and look okay. for secrets once you have more powers but uh 
maybe you know, it's but it's still sort it's, of an artificial inflation of game length, maybe. Definitely, and it's it's still an adorable game. I mean, these these Pokemon look amazing. It's really fun to like hunt them down and take pictures of each other. I've got this really cute picture of Pichu cuddling with that little green monkey guy. Grookey? Is that his name? Grookey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. They're That's cuddling. They're asleep. They're, they're, they're cuddled up. I threw apples at them, and they didn't like it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I like the way they're cute. They're cuddled up. I, there was I sleep, threw I apples threw at apples. them. <laughs> That's what I do to my dogs. Yeah. Like, oh, look at you guys. Thunk, thunk, <laughs> thunk. Yeah. Take a picture. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've, I've been playing a lot of games lately. I've also been playing um, uh, the second Middle Earth game, The Shadow of War, uh, after The Shadow of Mordor. Okay. Those, I, those are games I totally, totally miss. I, I like I liked Shadow of Mordor a lot, and then for whatever reason, I never played the second one. It's been out a few years. Okay. It's on Game Pass right now, so I'm digging into it. It's it's a little bit more of the same of the first one, but the first one is really fun, solid game. And yeah. I, I love the system of, like, uh, recruiting orcs and then like turning them against each other and like building an army and and uh, yeah I heard those games were really good I've never yeah. like cared enough about Lord of the Rings to like be like I want to dive into this like extended universe of Lord sure. of the Rings it's the same way as like I feel like uh, with Star Wars like I don't I'm I'm finding the story kind of negligible largely yeah. I, the story in the first one's a little better but uh but it, it's and for like an open world game which I know you don't usually like right. This one makes travel pretty damn easy. Like, it, you can fast travel a lot, and you can also just... Your character moves so goddamn fast, mm. and you have all these little, like, ghostly boost powers to That's get you, fun. like... I Big mean, you'll, you'll just... You'll sprint through the world, and, like, you can stop and pick off orcs along the way if you want, and lots of stuff to look for. I'm enjoying it. I'm like yeah, Any it. game that really... Puts in some gameplay mechanism to make you go fast. I'm a big fan of. I've also yeah. been playing Vanquish. Have you ever played Vanquish? I haven't played Speaking Vanquish. Speaking of a game that makes you go fast, that's what okay. it reminded me of. Like that was have... kind of a that was kind of an attempted like that was going to be the next big shooter for a minute, right? Yeah. And then it just didn't really take it's off. It's kind of awesome. Like it has okay. its own its own problems and it's very generic in tone and like it's kind of unnecessarily aggressive. Yeah. But like the the fact that there's just a button that allows you to slide across the floor at high speeds is awesome. That's pretty fun. It's that's really fun. Yeah. Yeah, lots of that in in, in this one too. Okay. So yeah, you'll like it. All right. Well, the good uh, news is I don't know, Steve. We I'm, don't need to talk about this game I am, anymore. I am losing steam on the Wii U. We are not that far in. You <laughs> I'm know, already more sick of it than I was at the I, I, 64. I, we we had a pretty amazing time last week talking to Jordan Morris, That's true. which was That's which true. was huge. So I think we just need to kind of like <sighs> the secret it out into the world. We need to we need to put it on a vision board that we want more big celebrity guests. Yeah. I I really want uh, for Hello Kitty Cruisers. I want to talk with Michael Shannon. Uh, sure, so Michael let's, Shannon. Let's make that. Let's make Hello that happen. Fan. Let's make that. People, uh, anyone out there with Michael Shannon connections? I'm a hundred percent serious. I want him on the show for something. Michael <laughs> Shannon is awesome. He's the best. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I uh, let's 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 get Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah. To you, talk that's, about that's how you know when your podcast is know. actually a real podcast once you get Paul F. Tompkins on. It. I feel like I feel like having Jordan brings us halfway. Okay. Like I think sure. Jordan's a good because Jordan's been on so many podcasts. Yes, it's like true. yeah, I think he's another podcast journeyman. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we're we're gonna put that out there. Uh, uh, Paul F. Tompkins, Michael Shannon, both of you guys, you're, call you're your agents. Kids. And uh, who else do I? Catherine Hahn, you're on the show too. Come sure. on in, whatever oh, whatever game you want, These Catherine. Maybe Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd, sure. come on in. Uh, all right. So next week, hopefully, this will put a little more wind okay. back in your sails because so we're talking about step. two games, one of which I know for a fact is better than this one. The okay. other one, I assume for a fact, is better <laughs> okay, than this yeah, one. Yeah. We're delving into a series, a long-running series we've never played before on this show, and I've almost not played at all. Okay. 
We're talking about Tekken. Oh. We have two games to talk about. We have uh, the very uh, unwieldy title, Tekken Tag Tournament 2 Wii U Edition. Okay, sure. And then we have the weirdest game that I feel like people should be freaking out more about that it exists, yeah. and too many people yeah. don't. Pokin Tournament, a mashup, a f- straight-up 2D fighting game starring Pokemon. I just Why do we not? That it was called Pokin because it's a mashup of Pokemon and Tekken. It's a te- it's using I, the Tekken engine. I was engine. always confused why it was called po- it's, Pokin. It's a Pokken. it's a Pokemon fighting game using the Tekken engine, and for some reason, people don't like talk about it like it's the greatest thing ever. Sure. So uh, that probably doesn't bode well for it, but just the fact that it exists is exciting to me. So we're going right, to be talking good. about those games. We're going to be throwing some fists next week, not just some, SpongeBob's dumb face. Yeah, some electric tails. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, so tune in for that one. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, don't forget to give us a rating and a review on iTunes. Yeah. It helps us get the show out there. Tell us about your favorite. Leave a review with your favorite uh, Prince Valiant quote. Oh, I really yeah. like the review that I think is the most recent one currently. It just says Mike Pizza, and then it says four stars. Great. But they gave us five out of five. That's perfect. And that's my favorite thing to do in reviews. Do that. Give it, <laughs> give it a different score in your actual score than what your review says. Yeah, yeah. Give us a five-star review, and then just write whatever terrible thing you want in the <laughs> sure. comments. That's fine. Just give us the terrible. five. No, no, no. Don't be. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. We will see you next week for some Tekkens. Yay. Different games than this one. <laughs> Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Uh, guy from Tekken. Yeah. What is the guy? Eddie Gordo, I think. Jim. Guy from Tekken. Yeah. Paul. Paul has this move where you can knock out someone with one punch. Ooh. Pretty awesome. Good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Mr. Sun came up and he smiled at me. Said it's gonna be a good one just for